Hey everyone, welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I'm your host, Junior Bindu. Today I'm single-handedly tackling this interview out. Um, I'm by myself today doing this with a wonderful gentleman by the name of Eric Ishaki, who is running for Congress in the 11th District. He is going up against Haley Stevens. We're here to give him some support and learn more about his campaign and what he's looking to do. Also, give him a little bit hand and boost on an uh, event that he's got coming up on March 26th in Ferndale. We'll get to that later and let you guys know how you can help with that. So here we are to introduce Eric. Eric, it's good to have you on. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Jordan. I appreciate good. it. It's awesome. It was awesome. I know you got to hang out with us last night at the uh, event we a were great at. Event. Awesome. It was good. We got to meet there, which was awesome, too. So I was able to know a little bit about you then and more about you today. So it's good. It's it's awesome to be bringing our community together the way we're doing it and supporting the way we are doing today. So we want to get into some stuff. If you want to give the viewers a little bit about uh, what your background is, and we'll get into some of the other things in regards to your campaign. So, yeah, no. cool. happy to. Awesome. I, I will just reiterate, I'm running for uh, Congress in Michigan's 11th Congressional District. And mm -hmm. just so everybody knows, that covers uh, Birmingham, Bloomfield, Troy, uh, portions of Auburn Hills, uh, over to the Lakes area, mm -hmm. uh, all the way down to Plymouth, Novi, Canton area, all the way down to Livonia. So it's parts it's of Oakland and Wayne. It's, uh, it's a bigger district. Yeah, a lot on your plate, brother. Yeah. It's a lot on your plate. So uh, what led you up to this point? You know, what's some of the things that got you involved and then now said, you know, here's the push. I'm ready to just take this and, and tackle it out. So look, I was sitting back, like like everybody, kind of looking at the political environment and mm -hmm. becoming very frustrated with it. Sure. We see a lot of our politicians playing political games, mm -hmm. but not actually focused on addressing the problems yeah. uh, that affect ordinary Americans. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's so important that we stop with the talking points and rhetoric, that we sit down, we have an adult conversation about the issues, mm -hmm. and put forth solutions that are actually viable, that can actually help people. Sure. And so I took that frustration uh, and and f feel that I can do the greatest amount of good yeah. uh, by running for Congress. Yep. And what's what what's some of the past experiences that led you to get to this point? Like, what, what made you, you know, you got to build a bit of courage to be able to, because now you're going to be dealing with a mass of people. You know, you're not just dealing with one-on-one -on -one here. So you got a big job, especially with those cities you mentioned, to tackle on. So some past experience that had given you this opportunity. Well, look, I grew up down in Southgate, Michigan. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Relatively middle-class upbringing. Sure. Uh, I was, in fact, uh, not a particularly good high school student. It happens. Know? It happens. It happens. Um, thankfully, my parents instilled in me hard, hard work ethic. Sure. Uh, which, although I didn't take it serious in high school, when yep. I graduated, I found myself at around 20 years old mm -hmm. uh, going nowhere fast and took yep. a hard look at my life and, and decided that I wanted to make some changes. So I enrolled in a vocational school down in Toledo, Ohio that okay. was offered a one-year certificate degree program in nursing. Mm -hmm. And that really gave me sort of the, the that was the stepping stone that, that led me to uh, continue to pursue my education and give sure. me the means to do that. Sure. Uh, and so over the next several years, I worked uh, full time while I was going to school. I ended up with my associates in nursing, uh, graduated with my bachelor's from Oakland University. Nice. And in 2016, I uh, graduated from the University of Michigan with a law degree. Oh, wow. Great. That's a lot of that. I mean, for, you went from this side of saying, uh, you know, I, I tanked it in high school, but here I come gunning 
after I learned. It's crazy how we get a little wiser as time goes on. A little, little funny kick to that. Just so I said to somebody the other day, they were talking about some of the issues that some face outside of uh, school and all that stuff. And I said, you know, it's kind of cool if schools took it to teach you about life along with textbook. Exactly. That's the hard part, right? You know, and 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 it seems like you were able to understand more of life's whether it's missteps that we take after, and then say, okay, I got to catch myself. Let me take a step back, and now I got to focus on this. What some of the experiences you had as going as a nurse did it hum- humble you down to feel like you know what? I got to deal with humanity. You know, I, I'm dealing with with people and taking care of them. Well, exactly. I mean, you, you, when you're a nurse, you first of all you have to be empathetic and understanding yes. of all different kinds of people, all different co- kinds of culture. Yes. And you are are helping people when they're not in a good place. Sure. Um, and I think that that's a very important learning experience that I had. Yeah. Uh, and I and I wouldn't trade it. Um, for the world, yeah, and I think that it, in in a, in a big way that has prepared me uh, mm-hmm. to be able to to understand mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the needs of the community, ha- sure. having you know, understand the value of hard work yep. uh, to get to where we want to get to. So, you, you know, so for me, the American dream mm-hmm. was never about a handout from the government. Okay, uh, it requires hard work. It requires sacrifice. Sure. And personal responsibility, yep. uh, and I think uh, you know those were the values that were instilled in me by my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad uh, frequently said, uh, you know, and, and I watched him pursue his education over sure. many years and work hard while he was working full time. And he always said to me, you know what, Eric, nobody can take your education from you. They can take anything else from you, but they can't take your education. That's true. And that resonated with me. And so when I started to take my you know, my education more serious. Yep. Uh, I always had that in the background. Yep, yep. And it's good when you get the wisdom. You know, I always say none of us are really smarter than the next, and, and maybe in some fields and what have you, but it's it's the wisdom that, like, your father gives that to you by experience to instill that in you, and then you take that on. And it's good that you took that on at that young age because sometimes it may take longer, which then can affect it and make it harder to work with. So he did that. What's some of the traits or stuff that your father did that was that exemplified it to help you with this, to be able to say, you know what? And was he very supportive when you started going to you know school for nursing and all that stuff? How was that? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I just look back. I mean, my dad came here yes. uh, like a, a lot of our parents came here okay. back in the 70s. Okay. Uh, he left Iraq to look for a better life yep. to provide for, for his, his children. Sure. And he went ended up in, in Lebanon for a year, mm-hmm. waited uh, to get his paperwork to come to the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't bring, he had two years of university there, couldn't bring that with him. So he came here and started with nothing. Wow. Worked hard. Uh, him and his family, wore, you know, they lived together, mm-hmm. they started out at a store, and, and I watched my dad over the next several years work hard to pursue his own education so that he could provide the kind of opportunities that I had yep. uh, you know, to go to law school or like my sure. brother uh, who's a, a doctor. Yes. Um, and, and I think that it's, it's, it's really a cool thing to, to see that in our community and, and sure. very respectful respectable when we look at those sacrifices that our parents made yep. for us. Yep. So what I want to talk as you were going through this and started getting more, again, humble in a, in a way, you, you said you empathize and you work with people. It gives you that sense of, you know, I got to do stuff to take care of others. And it almost puts them before us at times, right? So it seemed like you have good core values, right? 
you, it seems that you had learned along the way as you were coming up through, through from your nursing job and then getting into this. Let, let's talk about some of the values that you are bringing with you yourself onto this campaign that you're bringing. And it's very important because that's what we are as a tight niche community. The Chaldeans truly look to see who's going to be thinking about family as value first and then what are they going to do in business and helping the community? But it's usually they want to know your your, your family values. So if you can give us some of that stuff that, you know, what what would you present or what do you feel that you may you may add to us for us to be able to see with that value? Well, look, family is is so important. Yes. And my when I got done with law school, my wife and I went out to New York City. Mm -hmm. I was working there at a big law firm. Sure. Uh, we have two boys, we had them over there. Um, Elon's my three-year-old and, and Eric is, is my one-year-old. Nice, um, we wanted to come back as soon as possible because sure. we wanted our boys to grow up with their grandparents and their cousins because that's how we grew up. Right. I knew the, the value of having family around and grandparents and the influence that they have on, sure. on children. Sure, it's uh, big. And, and, and seeing that you, you being downriver growing up over there, that's a little bit outside of what our normal Chaldean community was living in. Mind you, I worked in Taylor for a long time, so I know it wasn't diverse. It was highly populated with more one segment than the other. So how are you getting some of your, say, your Chaldean values? Like, were you able, were you dealing with a lot more out here in the southeastern part of Michigan? Were you doing some of the churches that we were going to? You know, just mm -hmm. some of the things that brought you to that, to, to, get, on, to get that good understanding of what our people usually look for. Well, some of the best moments that I had in my childhood was going to, to my grandmother's house in uh, Southfield. It was yes. the house that they lived in when, when they came here. Yep. And all the cousins, my dad has five five siblings, there were six total, all, yep. of, all of his brothers and sisters would come, all of the cousins, and grandmother would be making grape leaves in the of kitchen, and we'd be cooking kufta on the grill, Sure. Uh, eating watermelon or reggae or whatever you want yep. to call it. Yep, you said um, it right. And uh, we... Uh, you know, we would do that frequently, and, and it were those bonds that we created through family and, and, and understanding the, the value that our community places on those family values. Sure, sure. Uh, and then, and, and then you, as you had, you had your kids, now you start instilling it into, those, in, into your children. And then you said, while you were going through this, after you did nursing, you started working as an attorney, or got, you got your law degree, so you started doing an att attorney work. Yeah. When did you move back from New York over back to Michigan? So we moved back at the end of 2018. We were in New York for just over two and a half years. Nice, nice. A little different world, isn't it? It's, it's a lot different. Fast-paced. It's, it's, it's fast-paced. Uh, fast. it, it's an interesting place. It, it can it be is. fun, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the values that we have here in the Midwest, different. I don't think yep. that they're topped yep. anywhere. Yep, I agree. Right. You stepped back into here. You started um, working into a law firm or your own law firm? I'm working at a, a firm in Royal, it's a, based in Royal Oak, it's okay. called Howard & Howard. Okay, nice. And as you're doing that, what triggered from that point when you started working with that, what's the first point you said, you know what, you looked in the mirror and said, Eric, I'm ready to go for a campaign. What was that first step and why? Well, the first step was talking to my wife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you need that first support, because, right? That's your biggest supporter. You have to. Yep. You have to. And you yep. have to have this, the support of, of not just, you know, your, your spouse. Your, you have to have your extended family. Sure. Too. And this is a, a big undertaking. Yep. But, you know, like I said, I really was frustrated with seeing all of the games 
being played at sure. the politi political level. Because people want to see solutions, yep. and they don't want to hear more talking points and rhetoric and fancy slogans. Yep. Because the problem with that is that they lack any detail whatsoever, so we're not actually addressing issues that sure. people care about. Yep. What's some of the things that were like your peeve that like that got you to get irked a little bit and say, you know what, I gotta do this because they don't care like I care. Give some examples that you feel that you would do stronger because somebody else wasn't doing it as well, or you know you can put a better spin on the whole thing. If you can just throw some stuff out there that, that the, the viewers can hear, like, to know, you know? So look, we, we have to do a much better job with healthcare. Okay. okay. Healthcare, uh, we have a cost problem in healthcare. Sure. And because the cost is, is so expensive, we're, we have an access problem as well. Mm -hmm. So the solution is to address the cost, not the access. Obamacare focused on access. And what we've seen since Obamacare is the cost continuing to skyrocket out sure. of control. Okay, so there are, are simple things that we can start with to address these costs. Mm -hmm. uh, and that starts by streamlining some of the billing processes so doctors and nurses can actually practice their craft instead of worrying about all these billing issues and sure. spending half of their day on needless paperwork. Sure. Uh, we also need to start thinking about how we can make healthcare more competitive. And there's a lot of, of business and ingenuity going into this and uh, in, in how we can create systems that work better. And we need to really focus and invest on in those systems. Sure. Another important issue, immigration. Yes. Okay, everybody wants, immigration is not a simple problem. It's right. one of those we have to sit down and have an adult conversation about. Yep. Everybody tends to look at, to lump all of the issues with immigration into a box yep. and then stamp it with some one-size-fits-all solution. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the way it works. But I think that what we really need to do is, is start thinking about our asylum and refugee laws right. surrounding immigration. Right. This isn't something to play politics with. Sure. And take our own people. We have 500,000 of our own people displaced throughout the Middle East because Sad. of what's going on in Iraq. Yes. It's terrible. Yes. It, administration, the president and his administration have the ability to bring in 100,000 refugees. Yep. That number is only 30,000 right now. We need to think about increasing that number so that we can help people who find themselves displaced and are, are just not living good lives. Sure, and I believe that 30,000 was placed roughly around the time ISIS was starting to, um, around 2015, when they were bringing, they brought that number on board to say around 30,000 would be able to enter at a time. Because I remember that um, um, we were fighting ISIS heavily, uh, you know, from, from here within the states, out there to try to get our people to safety as quick as possible. Um, so it seemed like, a big number when I heard it back then when they announced that you're able to get 30,000 to come through the doors. But I mean, it's not just 30,000 Chaldeans or Assyrians, right? Right. It's, it's 30,000 refugees that are in any, any situation, any matter across the world, right? Exactly. So, and so one of the things that we have got to do is start prioritizing uh, religious and ethnic minorities. Sure. Okay. And how do, you, how do you feel that you would be able to tackle that out? Because my opinion from the outside, we're Christians, and, and again, may not be in, in line with this, but I'm just saying Christianity seems to have been under attack for a while. Mm -hmm. And it seems like when Trump labeled it and said, you know, we're going to be helping out the Christians, and he singled out that, it even it heightened that to say, why are you segmenting this when there's so much others? And then it, be, then it turned the president to a racist mm -hmm. and all this because he didn't care about the others. We'll get into that, whatever. But in, in, in general, though, it seems like that, that it did take a hit for a while. 
and we, we were being kind of left behind. And so how do you feel you, you can restore and continue, whether it doesn't, Christian or whoever, we just, we, as Kelly, we'd somewhat like to help everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So how, how do you tackle that? Like, and, and, and the first thing I would say is that there are, are different levels of, of, of uh, asylum seekers. Okay, and some people are looking for a better life, and they live in violent countries, and I understand that, that we want to help those people too. Mm -hmm. But there is a, a fundamental concern when religious, when people are being attacked and persecuted because of their religious beliefs sure. or their ethnicity. Sure. And so there's no reason why we can't prioritize that. We have to prioritize that. I think that President Trump was well-intentioned mm -hmm. when he talked about prioritizing Christians. But I think, like you said, it's not just about Christians, sure. it's about minority religious groups yep. and ethnicities. It just so happens that at the time all this was going on, it was primarily the, the Christians in the Middle East, yep. uh, given all of the issues that were going on in Iraq. Yep. Um, and so we can do a better job at that. And what we need to have are people who understand these issues. People, for one, like Congressman Molinar, who's, who's I think, been a hugely uh, beneficial uh, for our community in, in, in trying to learn the, these issues sure. um, and address them. And, and the more influence that we have at the federal level, uh, the more we're going to get done. But it, again, it's not something to play political games about. These are very serious issues that are very important. Sure. And, and your expectation, being in, in Congress doing this, what, what, what do your team plan when you know walking into this what do you plan to execute that would help that how do you fight that you know because right now it seems like one side to the other is bumping heads like crazy right now it's been this is like an all-time high you know between your republicans your democrats liberals it's crazy like i don't even know what to keep up with you know anymore because of how things are swaying what do you plan on tackling what's 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 your plan of action so look this is one of the problems that we have in our politics is that not everything is a partisan issue. Mm -hmm. That means there are things that we can come together on. This sure. is one of them. Yep. Okay, another one of them should be our policy on Israel. Whether we su supporting Israel is non-negotiable. It's not a partisan Democrat-Republican issue, and it mm -hmm. never should be turned into that. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that we have to do is 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 get that out of out of our heads. Okay, sure. we have a problem. How are we going to solve it? We need to sit down and have an adult conversation. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to lump all of the problems into one mm -hmm. for political gain, yep. let's actually address the problems. Let's look at what are the, the regulations that are creating the impediment to getting our people here mm -hmm. or other people who are being persecuted throughout the world. Sure. Because that's what we stand for in America. Yes. Uh, and, and, we, and we have to do it. So we have to look at the details. Are there particular statutes that we need to start working on to tweak and amend? Sure. Are there particular regulations? Uh, who is going to be able to go and, and have the uh, administration's ear yep. to say, these are issues, we need the, your attention on this, we need it now. Yep. Uh, and we need people who are on the ground, who understand what's going on in the community, sure. um, who have experienced it, it firsthand. Sure. And as you said, you mentioned community. Let's get to that some. with. with abroad we know situations and, and immigration and all direct here in the community we have faced ice the situation of immigration uh removing people from the united states what any any plan of attack on that end of it because some of it is a is a little unjust to me mm -hmm. you know the way they handle it and you know in our community um a few years back it was a big thing because all of a yeah. sudden and, and uh, Mr. Hamama just beat his case recently. Uh, he, he was one that was deported, well, was supposed to be deported. He was in detention for a while, and then now he got his actual immigration 
card so he's actual a legal citizen here completely Great news. but but not everybody's gonna go through that success story yeah. you know and not everybody has a bad enough story that they got to get out of here some of these were a little minor crimes yeah. or little misdemeanors of things and how do you plan on helping the, the the ground here with what's going on here because refugees are one case Right. And then now we also got the community here we got to tackle out. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There are several problems, and yes. included in that is also border security. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have our asylum refugees. Sure. We have our whole immigration system. Yep. One of the problems with our immigration system is it's antiquated. It's not working for Americans. It's not working for people who want to immigrate here. Mm -hmm. And we need to, to rethink it. There's a huge disparity in our immigration courts. There's a huge backlog. This system's not working. So we need to start addressing each one of those um, as they come up. Another major problem that we have is when you have too much government, you have too many laws. Of course. And then you're just giving uh, law enforcement who are doing their job and they're doing it well, but they're enforcing the laws that our legislatures and lawmakers sure. are making. And we don't need all of these laws. We need to go back and look at the laws that we have and think, what's actually working? What do we actually need here? Right. And this goes back to being conservative and starting out with a presumption against using government to solve all of our sure, problems. Sure. Uh, so, so I think that that's one of the, the issues that we need to start looking at is, are, are we having just needless laws that serve as a pretext um, you know, to arrest people or to issue citations right. that then create these problems that we have in immigration? But the other thing we have to do is start thinking about what our immigration courts look like. Because there's a huge disparity in terms of um, the rulings from immigration judges. Mm -hmm. It can be the very same case and one judge will rule one way and another judge will rule the complete opposite. So we need to start streamlining that process um, so that people actually understand the system a little bit better. Mm -hmm. We won't have the backlog that we have in the immigration courts. It won't be nearly as expensive uh, if you do run into issues with immigration because look, it's a fortune to hire an attorney. Yeah, right? it's and and if if you have uh, some some minor uh, infraction and now all of a sudden you're on on um, their radar. Yes. For deportation, you can't live your life. No. It ruins your life. It ruins your family's life. Yep. Uh, so we got to do a better job, and it starts with looking at the details. And sure. these, are, these are things that I don't think our politicians want to talk about because it's not a nice soundbite mm -hmm. that they can throw on a piece of literature. Uh, but I think the time for playing these games is over. Good. And I like what you're saying. So basically, to touch on that, you're trying to take the inconsistencies and make them consistent. So we're all on the same page to say, right, As uh, from a legal stand, like, or how you're, the law enforcement and the government works together. Because, again, you can have one officer who seems to know this end of it, but then there's a whole other department that's somewhere else on the other side of the state that's treating things a little bit different because the inconsistencies are there. There's so many hands in right. on, the, on the laws and things that are going and amending this and changing it almost seems like you would think after so many years of being in existence here in the united states we could have learned so much from the constitution till now like where we know how to amend things and make things but i think sometimes we try to also as a country go a little pc to make it politically correct to try to not rub people wrong and all that but at the end of the day you can't appease the, you can't please the masses right there's going to be people that are going to be bugged by by but again Laws have to be put in place, and it doesn't favor one side always. It's got to be, you know, impartial. So it's taking care of the way it's supposed to run, not to favor this side or that side. Right. So, I was gonna say, so so your your goal is to make more consistency 
through the government. We have to have more consistency. We have to, to have more consistency on the law enforcement side in terms of, of the law. We also need to have more consistency in our immigration court system. Sure. Um, because I, I dabbled in some. I, it's not my specialty. Yep. Uh, but it's amazing to me the disparity that exists in terms of the decisions that are being handed down from our immigration right. judges in terms who's getting deported, who's not, and a lot of times it's the same issue. Yeah. Uh, but one gets to stay, one doesn't. That's not a fair system. Nope. That's not working for us. We need a system of laws that people understand. Sure. And that will streamline the process. We won't spend years trying to get work through these problems and people can get on and live their lives. Sure. That's the biggest thing, right? Because if we have inconsistencies, now me as an individual in the community says, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could trust Eric from the next person to the next person because who's telling me the truth? Who's really leading me the way I need to be? So you're fighting to keep basically transparency and the truth and consistency? Well, look, I, I get that. And, and I, the only thing that I would say is I sat back and I, as a sort of regular guy trying yeah. to make a living, yep. very frustrated with what I was seeing. Yep. And so one of my the goals of my campaign is to come out and talk to people and actually address the issues instead of just sending out a piece of literature with a fancy talking point yep. that actually is just one big empty promise. Sure. And that's what I feel we've been seeing from our politicians. Which is true. So you're you're back in, back in action. You're on the ground. You're putting the footwork in for you to be able to have people understand you, meet you, get to know what you're really about. And like you said, like... We're back into the campaign season right now, and that's that's. There's been such. I mean, it's been chaotic for the last four or five years. Let's be real, you know. So, so like like you're saying, we 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 want as as individuals in society, we want to see that, and we, we kind of want to see less bickering on both sides happening, and more like get to the job and get it done. You know, and look, one thing, it's okay to disagree with somebody. Agreed. We can disagree in, in a cordial way. Yes. And we have to, but, but the important thing is, is that we're being respectable. Sure. Um, and I think we've lost respect. And, and we see it at the family level. Sometimes we're sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner. Sure. Not in my family. We're no. all conservatives. <laughs> but you hear about it. Agreed. Uh, you see it at the workplace. So we're, we're, we're stopping the conversation before it even starts. And how is that going to help anybody? It's not. It really doesn't. You're sending a mixed message, so you're creating more resistance than you are bringing togetherness. Like, it's crazy. Like, it used to be, you don't talk, you don't talk religion, you don't talk politics, unless you want to make enemies, mm -hmm. right? You look at social media now. Holy cow! It's um, like WWE. It's like it's like a, yeah. the wrestling federation going on, and you don't know is it is it supposed to be comical or are you supposed to really trust people? But you see people, friends, and not friends friends anymore so the true statement of that really is coming forth right now and it sucks because why i say it sucks because it's it's not supposed to be that way like you said like i'm like even though i may not agree with you it's fine but you gave a point and it's supposed to be respected because that's either whether your opinion or however you want to look at it and too much of that made people sway and that's not what it should be. We need to get back to the basics, it seems like, mm -hmm. right? We need to get The back. constitutional basics, yes, I would add. Yes, that's, that's... I mean, the Constitution embodies these principles of a limited government and individual liberty. So that's where we need to go. That's what's made... That's created the framework that has made this country the greatest country in the history of the world. It's created the framework where we can have the economic opportunity that we have. Uh, to start our own businesses, to see those businesses grow. Instead, we're seeing a federal government right now that is overburdening small businesses, big, mis big, big business alike with burdensome regulation. Sure. That's not helping anybody. No. 
No, right? we see same thing with with our tax policy. Um, and I think if we look over the last three years, where, where the Trump administration has started to work on rolling back some of this regulation, where we've seen the Trump tax cuts, we've seen the economy take off. And mm -hmm. so I think one of the things that we have to focus on too is the economy here, yes. um, because. Our people are very much, uh, have a lot of small businesses and these issues impact them. And so we need to continue uh, to see the Trump tax cuts become permanent, yeah. continue to see the rollback in regulation. And then healthcare obviously is a part of that. Yes. Uh, because that's one of the reasons why we haven't seen employee wages go up. Sure. Uh, because the cost of healthcare is going up on the back end. Yep. Uh, so you're not really seeing your paycheck. Yep. Uh, and, and so we got to start we have got to start addressing these issues like sure. adults. It's it's not it's not a it's not an evil even level playing field right now. Yeah. It's almost like your middle class is getting wiped down to lower class and your richer is just getting richer. We we used to have that good median because we were able to afford things the way we could at a median level. Right? And what what I would the only thing I would say to that is that the policies under this administration yep. and the conservative policies that have been implemented have actually improved the position of the middle class substantially. Perfect. And not just the middle class, all all classes. So yep. even the lower classes had a, a, a boost, a lot, a big boost. Yep. Exactly. Good for them. And you know, we're, we're small business owners in the community as Chaldeans mm -hmm. and stuff like that helps because as the increased wages are happening, and now we're changing the way we do things. We are giving insurance when it's needed in businesses. Now we're offering things that, incentives and stuff that we weren't doing before because it wasn't common to us as small business owners that we're mm -hmm. doing now. But now that we're realizing it is incurring so much more cost to us, we're getting so burned out from being the retailers we used to be because we're feeling when we used to be at say, you know, your your gross margins to be at 30 to 35%, now you're 10% you're less now you are almost like operator owner. There's no more like I'm an entrepreneur and I own two, three locations mm -hmm. because you have to be there. You're putting in the work to get your own paycheck. Yeah. That's something that, that I, I like to see worked on. So it makes it, because to me, I, I always thought big businesses, small businesses is big for the country. When I took on numbers, it takes on about 65% of the employment here in this country is what I had seen. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, why do you want to hurt something that is helping so many more people in local communities? And, and, and there was such and, and here's what I'll say when we have, and, and I've experienced this firsthand, having worked in healthcare, which is overly regulated, yep. and then working out in New York City uh, under a lot of regulation. I mean, regulations really hurt small businesses because sure. they don't have the money and the resources to hire a team of lawyers mm -hmm. to sift through piles and piles of federal regulation that the federal government can't even keep track of itself. Right. So the big businesses don't care. They're like, great, regulate away, yep. we won't have competition and we can hire the lawyers to address the regulations. So uh, again, this all goes back to sort of these core principles of what is the role of our federal government? Yep. Uh, and how do we get it to a place that works for the economy and ultimately for the American people? Sure. You've been touching on health care um, a bit. I want to just ask, you know, could we see, you know, as you're fighting for that, some of it directed towards bringing back the mental health, like getting your mental health uh, centers open back and being able to aid. The situations have gotten harder for people and with stress, and with financial woes, you're not as stable at times. I mean, things are different now from, from 
the way I grew up, it's more intense. There's a lot more happening. A lot more depression has been coming around. Opiates are existing more often, and you know, but and I would say part part of that is sort of the the way that we have diminished these core family values. Yes, um, because I I really think that you need that support system. Okay. Uh, so we're seeing increases in 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 mental health issues and depression. Sure. Um, but I think we've gotten away from some of those core family values that we have to get back to. But to answer your your question directly. Absolutely. I mean, mental health issues should be covered, and we have to do a better job of it. Yep. Um, and, and again, this is one of the, the, the sort of talking points that you hear yeah. you know, when we start talking about violence even. Yes. We talk about taking away guns. Okay. We have a mental health issue, though. So when we focus on taking away guns, we're just avoiding this issue sure. that is the root cause. Sure. And so why, why are we doing that? Uh, again, I think it's, it's to advance a, a particular political agenda and yeah. not really to address the problems and make our lives better. Yes. Uh, so we do. We have to do a better job with, with mental health. It, it's it's and and uh, we should have the, the funding for it. I agree. I agree with you. So, what is Erica's hockey going to do to benefit this district? Where are you coming into this, and what will you be doing for the eleventh district as a full benefit? So look, so we have got to do a better job with our health care. We have to focus on our economy, and we have to fix our immigration system. Yeah. Uh, those are the three things that I am focused on. And I think that my background and the general understanding that I have places me in a good position sure. uh, to understand those issues and address them. Uh, what, I, what I won't do is play the political games. Uh, and I'm not going to stick to fancy slogans and talking points because that's good. not going to get stuff done. And we have got to start doing a better job of getting stuff done. Good. Now, so the viewers know, uh, because we're here to enable and always support our Chaldean community, right? So you're coming on as an attorney, a Chaldean attorney, to shoot for Congress. And more, more a nurse, too, because remember, I was a nurse for yes. eight years. I've only been yes. an attorney for roughly four. Yes. So. So, so, so the humble side, then the aggressive side, because you... <laughs> The attorney side. So what what can the Chaldean community do to help support you back? Like what do you expect from us or what do you want? Like I know we have um, Fadi Mansour is going to be doing. Fadi's been great. Yeah, I met him. Well, he, just a little thing, to, um, moment of him. He came up and he started talking to me and he took me back to the old, old days and I, then yeah. I remembered who he was. So we grew up with his family. Okay. But when you go so long, you know, th this is why keeping up with the Chaldeans was made. Mm -hmm. So that if I get to meet you, I never knew an Erica's Hockey. You never knew me. But I also didn't know that Eric's Hockey is now running for Congress and we're about to put somebody that's Chaldean in this position. So and you realize it would make history. We have never had a Chaldean elected to federal office before. Wow. That's huge. So, so we want to root you on to get that history. So Fadi says to me that you have a event coming up. Um, it's March 26 going on. Um, it's at the uh, Traverse, uh, Traverse, Traverse, City Traverse City Whiskey, which is in Ferndale. Yeah. It's going on from 6 till uh, 8 p.m. that night. Uh, we'll make sure that we'll let people know more information about this. And we'll post this along with your video to let them know. That's going to be one event, but what else can our community do to support you? Um, is there, I mean, we want to, we like to donate for campaigns. We do that. We also have done events for campaigns in the past, mm -hmm. whether some of my, my own friends, Jason Abro and a few others that have done this. 
and we want to know is that something that we can help out and and if we can where do we find out how we can um, submit to help you or what is it that we can do well absolutely you can go to my website it's www.ericashaki.com yeah. uh, there you can learn more about me my background my family yeah. Uh, there's a big donation button. We certainly need donations to get the message out sure. uh, that I'm running and, and to essentially what I believe in. Yep. Um, and certainly sign up for email alerts. There's a place where you can put your email and we'll keep you posted on, on what's going on in the campaign. And when we have new updates, we'll send an email around. Uh, also, I have a Facebook page and sure. uh, a Twitter page. If, uh, follow me on that and awesome. uh, we'll give you updates and just so for the viewers so you know we're gonna have all this for him it'll be at the bottom of his page on the YouTube channel so when you get to see that you can see however you can help and uh, give this man the backing that he needs sounds like he's here to fight not just for us but as the community as a whole which you guys have to understand when somebody does that and has values like he has and does this it's not just protection for us today but this is also for your children for tomorrow when you take a look at 11th district you take a look at all the cities he's in we are populated in the majority of those cities that are there so if anything we do and can use a man like this in that position to be able to give us that hand eric is there any other events that are going to be coming up that we can be a part of is there besides the march 26 is there anything else you want to fire off on the events that you that you have that we can that we can attend or you know come we, check we, out we're, we're organizing additional events right now sure. i will keep you posted as they come up sure. uh, i will say i'm happy to to meet people i go to a lot of the events in the community if, if you see me let, let's talk about the issues that are important uh, and feel free to email me or, or call me my information is all on my website um and i try to get back to everybody that's and awesome. it's me that's actually responding that's uh, you huge know, some people are concerned you know yep. sometimes they're not sure who's responding yep. so i see it and, and i respond and I would be happy to, you know, have lunch or coffee with anybody and, awesome. and talk more about it. Awesome. Good for you. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to let the viewers know or anything that I may have missed and not asked that you want to bring to a point? Um, from whether it has to do with the campaign or your own personal self, anything that I may have missed on, on this? Look, I would just thank you for having me. I've enjoyed you. talking with you. And, and again, I would urge everyone to go to my website, sign up there, uh, donate if you can. I'd definitely appreciate it. Awesome. And uh, I look forward to, to meeting everybody throughout the next few months as we attend events. And uh, thank you. Beautiful. Well, we're happy to have you. We're happy to uh, give you any type of backing that you need. Um, you were at our event last night, so you see some of the turnout as we're bringing our community That's together. True. So at the end of the day, we're here to support you as well, too, with what you may need in your campaign. You do have uh, keeping up with the Chaldeans behind you. So, um, I appreciate so it. You use us to, to your advantage, and uh, hopefully the community gets to use you towards their advantage in the sense of making things better. That's what we're looking for. So we usually uh, end the show with a uh, question that we give to our um, interviewees for the viewers. And our question is, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? It means that family values are important, that hard work is important. Sure. Uh, and that we stick together as a community uh, to get things done. And if you look at the success that we've had in our community, it's it's readily apparent that that's what we do sure that's beautifully well said well we're going to be ending off right now um we can have everything submitted you'll see it on there 
And you guys just make sure you support this gentleman. I mean, it seems like he's got a lot of good things that are going to be coming up for us. Uh, probably about a week we'll have you out there. And uh, if anybody needs to reach out to you, you've got the newsletter that they can sign up for so they can be able to follow all your events that are going to be coming up and be able to support you in any way possible. We want to thank you for keeping up with the Chaldeans also for having you on today. And uh, we also appreciate that you made it out last night too to support us. So again, I'm happy to. Thank you. We're here to support you back. So everyone make sure you keep an eye out for Erica's hockey. He's going to be the next 11th Congressional District Congressman that we are going to have first elected Chaldean. He's going to make history and uh, we'll be sure to back him up. Thank you again. All right, thank awesome you, having appreciate you. Appreciate it. Signing off. We'll see you guys next week.